0: The theme for this second talk um, is the apostolate. Um, the apostle, where we go out and we spread the good news of Jesus Christ, that we can't just um, have our encounter with our Lord be something for just us, um, but rather we have to have this desire to, to spread it to others. Um, in the amazed story that we started to read, It concludes, you know, after talking to Jesus along the way, as they drew nearer to the village to which they were going, he appeared to be going further, but they constrained him saying, stay with us for it's toward evening and the day is now far spent. And so he went in to stay with them. And when he was at table with them, he took bread and blessed and broke it and gave it to them. And their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished out of their sight. And they said to each other, Did not our hearts burn within us while, we talk, while he talked with us on the road, and while he opened to us the scriptures? And they rose that same hour and returned to Jerusalem. And they found the eleven gathered together and those who were with them, who said, The Lord is, indeed, is risen indeed and has appeared to Simon. And then they told what had happened on the road and how he was made known to them in the breaking of the bread. And so maybe in this day of recollection you know, our hearts are burning within us as we talk with our Lord along the way. Maybe this conversation, the peace, the quiet lack of all the distractions, bringing the distractions to him, that peace that comes from God alone. You know, they walk 7 miles to Emmaus. And we had to probably get up early in the morning and they're walking along the way. And they get there, and when they realize that it's Jesus in, in the breaking of the bread, um, which in the history of the Church means the celebration of the Mass as well, that Jesus performed what he did at the Last Supper there for them, and you know, at the end of our day, we're going to have the celebration of Holy Mass. But then they... We're not our hearts burning within us. And they return immediately to Jerusalem. They're not like, all right, well, let's just sleep tonight. Like, let's just kind of rest here and we'll, we'll get, we'll go back first thing in the morning. Like, they immediately, they run back to Jerusalem. So you walk seven miles and then you turn around and you run seven miles back. Um, they have this, this desire, Lord, to, to share with you that encounter with you any any encounter with Jesus then always has to lead to the desire to share it for what's called apostolate, to, to bring the message of Jesus to others. Uh, that's, that's so much part of our faith. It's not, it's not enough just to experience it ourselves, but we have to be part of the mission. We have to be part of the bringing Jesus to the entire world. In his third book like this, uh this is the way, the second is called the furrow, the third is called the forge, Saint Jose Mary says, not a single soul, not one, can be a matter of indifference to you. Not a single soul. Every we care out of a hundred souls, we want a hundred, right? That we want every single person to know Jesus Christ. Uh that we want to um bring the sal the, the salvation that comes from him. To all people, uh, and that is so. That need to to go out and to to spread the gospel. The very first point of this book, the way, is so beautiful. It's something I go. Uh, you could just spend forever just on this one first point. Um, this encouragement of Saint Jose Maria. Don't let your life be sterile. Don't let your life be sterile. Be useful. Blaze a trail. Shine forth with the light of your faith and of your love. And with your apostolic life, wipe out the slimy and filthy mark left by the impure sowers of hatred. And light up all the ways of the earth with the fire of Christ that you carry in your heart. You know, our our world is, is full. It's no secret of a slimy, filthy mark left by the impure sowers of hatred. And all the more so this could be the case um, on a university campus. There's so many who are sowing um, hatred, who are sowing sin, that college can, for many, be a time, I'm I'm away from home, I'm away from the rules and the restrictions. I could just do whatever I want. No one's going to stop me. And for us, who have been encounter with the Lord Jesus, we need to be the answer to that. We need to blaze a trail. We need to leave a mark. Um, we need to wipe out that slimy, filthy mark. We have to light up all the ways of earth with the fire of Christ that we carry in our hearts. You see, this is, you can't give what you don't have. So, so we first encounter Christ ourselves. Jesus, we encounter you and we, we come to you in this day of recollection and this time for prayer and that fire of the Holy Spirit then burning in our hearts. But then we have to go out. We have to spread that message with others. We have to um, become part of the mission that apostolate is so much part of being a follower of Jesus Christ, of going and and bringing his love to more and more people. I I love, there's a scene in the Acts of the Apostles, I don't know if we read it in mass ever. I don't. I remember when I read it uh, the first time. I read the Acts of the Apostles cover to cover. Uh, I just I really fell in love with with Saint Paul in this scene. So Paul and Silas are in Berorea and um, you know he's preaching about Jesus, and um, so there was an uproar in Thessalonica, and then they're there in Berorea and then even more people are getting upset. And the the crowds came from Thessalonica and they start stirring up and inciting the crowd. So basically Paul's preaching Jesus and people are, there are like riots being caused and it's just pandemonium. And so they send Paul to Athens, like, just go over, just, just hang out for a little while, just let's, let's let this calm down and um, just wait in Athens, just wait there. We're gonna, we'll be there soon, but just wait. And we got to just kind of tidy this up a little bit, right? And so um, we hear it's uh, verse 15 of chapter 17 of the Acts of the Apostles. Those um, who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens and receiving a command for Saz and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible. They departed, right? So now Paul's sitting there in Athens. And while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. So he argued in the synagogue with the Jews and the devout persons in the marketplace every day with those he chanced, who chanced to be there. That like Paul's just meant to like sit on a little bit of vacation and just like, hey, just let things calm down. And he's kind of looking. He's like, these people are worshiping idols. Like, no, that's not OK. And so he starts arguing with them. Right. And he starts trying to convert them that every single day. There's no vacation from our vocation if our vocation, our call is to spread Jesus Christ in the midst of our daily life, in the midst of a university life, in the midst of wherever we are, there's not a single day off from that. Like every day we spread Jesus in every way. It's not just in the church. It's not just here in the Catholic center, but it's in the midst of the entire world, every day in every encounter. And again, I I could just picture Paul sitting there in Athens, you know, maybe on a stone wall, um, rocking his feet, just kind of comfortable. And it's like, oh, they're going to burn incense to that, that false god. I should go talk to them about that, right? And he does, and, and there's something. But how much in that is that the case in our world, um, particularly here, where people are going to burn incense, uh, maybe not actual incense and charcoals, but they're, they're giving their time, their love, their attention, their dedication, their souls to these false gods that don't actually provide happiness. And we could be easy to say that's not my problem. That's not that's someone else. Let someone else deal with it. That's Father Casey's job. Let him do it. But like, but no. Like every single one of us is called to be part of the mission. Every single one of us is called to to go out um, and to encounter those people and to not just be okay. That's that's someone else's. Um, actually, wasn't going to read this one, but it's right here in front of me. A disciple of Christ can never think as follows. I try to be good. I try to be good. As for others, if that's what they want, then let them go to hell. Right? Like, no, we can't think about that as disciples. Such an attitude, San Rosume says, it's not even human. Right? It's not hu- it's not even a human, forget about being supernatural. It's not even a good human reaction to just say, Yeah, if you want to drink that poison, go for it. I'm not going to, but if you want to, go for it. Like, no. Nor is it in keeping with the love of God or the charity we owe to our neighbor. We have to try. We have to go out. We have to preach the gospel. We have to try to bring people out of the real darkness of of sin and self obsession. And that could be a scary thing, right? That that could be a totally scary thing. Who am I, who am I to do this, right? Who who am I? What um, what can I do? You know what what's. Father Mike Schmitz, um, the chaplain at the University of Minnesota in Duluth, tells a, a story. I don't know. If he's if you listen to his podcast or his YouTube videos, he tells us a story about the original Humane Society, uh, which has always been very moving to me. Um, that he visited um, Nantucket, and which is where the Humane Society was founded, right? And and it used to be in the Humane Society that uh, in Nantucket. These boats would be coming in and there'd be, it was, you know, off the coast of Boston, it's an island and, and the, the boats would be coming in and it would, um, and sometimes if there was a storm or whatever, these boats would crash against the rocks and break and people would drown, right? And so the group of people who lived on um, Nantucket formed the Humane Society uh, to go out and rescue, if you, if you saw a boat that was in distress and was hitting the rocks and the people were going to drown to go out and try to save them. Um, and it, that's a scary thing, right? Cause think about it, like here's a storm that just sunk like what we would think of as like the the, the Mayflower or the, the Nino Pinto and Santa Maria, like these big boats with the sails and everything. And here's a storm that just destroyed one of these. And I'm gonna get in a rowboat and try to go help people like in the midst, in the storm, to try to just save maybe one or two people on this boat from drowning? I'm going to... And that's that was the Humane Society. This is what they would do. They would go out in rowboats to save people who were drowning. That's a scary thing. And Father Mike says, they had a motto. They had a motto, this original Humane Society. The motto was, you have to go out. You have to go out. If there's a ship that's drowning... You have to go out. You have to try to save them. But you don't have to come back. If it ends up that going and trying to save someone means that, um, that you yourself will meet the same fate, okay, you have to go out, though. You got you to try to do what you can. That's the original humane society. You have to go out. You don't have to come back. You don't have to be successful. Um, but you have to try all the more, you know, we actually believe all the more so to save someone's soul is more valuable than saving those people from drowning. We believe the soul is of greater value than that. And so we have to go out. We have, we have to try. We can't let people drown in their sins. We have to go out and be apostolic. Apostolic. They have to try to bring them the gospel. Now, the first way we do that um, seems the least practical, but it's actually, it's it's the most practical possible. The harvest is indeed great, but the laborers are few. Rogate ergo. Jesus says, pray, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, to send forth laborers into his vineyard. Prayer is the most effective means of winning other apostles. Prayer. It's by prayer that we're going to bring the gospel to people first. You know, we've got to pray for them. And we should pray not just for, like, general people, right? That's our, our prayer shouldn't be just for, ah, for, uh, just general. And people. No. Like, think about particular people you know, or maybe people even just you see that you don't know. Um, but just pray for other people, you know, however many people are in each class. People you see throughout the day, or just friends, family members first thing you do is you pray for them. The the absolute, for, are, are you regularly, you know, if we have a good, we're the ones who are here. We're the ones talking to you, Jesus. So we should bring you our friends who aren't here. We should bring you the people who haven't been able to come. We should bring the people who wouldn't want to. We should bring you the people that hate you. We should pray for them. We pray for those who, who don't know our Lord. And we go and we just, you know, the apostolate of friendship is actually one of the, the greatest ways um to bring people to Jesus, to just by our life of caring, of compassion, of virtue, and of friendship, just getting to know people, being friends with them, and then slowly but surely um, taking the, the little means. If I, if I care about someone, if I become their friend, then yeah, I don't want them to be drinking that poison of sin. I mean, invite them along. I'm going to go to mass. You want to come with me? You have to go out, though. You got to try. You got to say it. You got to ask in the right time and in the right mode. But we have to say it. We have to invite them. And then the way that that multiplication can happen is, is incredible. Right? If you just reach out to one or two people. You know, there were only 12 apostles. And then one of them, Judas, betrayed our Lord and ended up killing himself. And then there were 11. They brought on Matthias. That was number 12. Paul became 13 directly from our Lord. And from this little group, there's over a billion Catholics today. Right? A, from the little group, well, we're we're a little group here today. But if we do it under the guidance of the Holy Spirit and we actually go out and we actually spread the gospel and we're committed, these apostles were willing to risk everything. And if we ourselves have the disposition of being able to risk everything, being a million percent committed to Jesus. Everything, giving him our our whole lives, everything, our whole hearts, continuing to follow him better ourselves, but then going out, bringing the gospel to more and more people. CCSU could be the most Catholic college in all of Connecticut without even being a Catholic college. It It could be. It could be the spot in the state of Connecticut or even New England where if you want authentic Catholic spiritual life, for college you go to CCSU. How incredible would that be? Right? Just how how cool would that be? How how different would that be than what it is right now? And that could, that that happens like this. This is how God works. Right? It it doesn't happen by some big corporation like, "Yep, we're going to make this our... No, it happens with apostles. It happens with falling in love with Jesus. It happens under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. That's how it works. It's the apostolate. We have to go out. We have to be like St. Paul. We have to just, you can't sit by and watch this happen. And riots may start because of it. But okay, you know, this is how, you spread the gospel. It's sad. The Humane Society eventually lighthouses, had, lighthouse technology got better and GPS navigation, and navigation in general, got better and ships got stronger. And the Coast Guard was formed. And so they didn't need the Humane Society anymore. But they still get together once a year. They have a dinner. They give out awards for being good people. right? These were the people who would go in boats to rescue drowning ships. And now it's just be a good person. How much is our church maybe, unfortunately, in the minds of many, it's just about being a good I'm just going to be a good person. No, forget that. It's not just be a good person. It's not just pay your taxes and whatever. No. We got to bring Jesus Christ to the whole world, right? But this is it. This is, we got to bring our Lord. Got to bring a life of radical following of Him to anyone who will listen and to those who won't. We have prayer, offering little daily sacrifices for people. Um, Having that courage to spread the gospel. you know, Even just something as simple as is reading this little pocket New Testament. Um, but just reading it throughout the day. you know, Trying to read a little passage every day. But doing it not hidden away in our room. But just out in the open when we have time. And if someone says, hey, what are you doing? I read, I'm just reading the Bible. I try to read it a little bit every day. Oh, I used to read the Bible. You know, I don't do that. Well, sure, here, take mine. You know, you can have it. Father Casey will give me a new one. He's got 50 of them. Um, and he'll buy more if he has to. Like, okay. little uh, Imagine someone whose soul is saved from damnation just by that conversation right there. Boom. And so we ask, you know, this is our job. It's what we have to do. It's a full-time vocation. It's, it's everything. It's everything to revolve around knowing our Lord Jesus, falling in love with him ourselves, and then that love, Spur us on, move us to bring the gospel to every single person in in our life, particularly here at Central Connecticut State University. To bring the gospel to everyone. The entire world has changed in small groups like ours today. Humble little beginnings. It's like those 11 scared men in Jerusalem, worried that they would be next to be crucified. From them, over a billion Catholics today. The apostles in that upper room, as they were afraid, were with Our Lady, the Blessed Virgin Mary. They prayed with. We hear the apostles persevered in prayer with Mary, the Mother of God, Mother of Our Lord Jesus. And so we ask Mary. If we're we're afraid of this mission, if we're afraid of what it would call us to, then we should ask Our Lady to pray for us with her motherly care. You know, mothers are are so good. At uh, like okay. I, I can recognize you're afraid, but you have to do it, right? And so we need to ask Our Lady to, yeah, Mom, I'm afraid. I'm a little afraid of this. Okay, that's okay. It's okay to be afraid. It's maybe a scary task. You'd be a little foolish if you weren't afraid, but you have to do it. Um, And she'll be with us along the way. Um, Mary can convert people's hearts way better than we can. Um, She'll be with us right along the whole way. And so... We ask her in a special way to pray for us in the work of Apostolate uh, so we may bring more and more people to know her Son, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ.